you know, I am not, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. When I first started in tech, um, I'd say a year, a few years back, I was very, um, controlling, like very like micromanaging, I guess that's the word with developers, like do this and then, you know, and what would happen is when you're like that, you feel like you're getting work done because you're just pushing and pushing and pushing. But what you're really doing is you're stressing out the developer, you're burning them out and you're making it so that they can't fly, right? They need to be able to fly. And so when we hire people, um, especially at Reflex, we have our internal dev team and they are absolute freaking unicorns because I've got it down to a science. Now, this is these are the qualities that I look for. And so they are, oh my, like, I just can't, I, I get so excited talking about them. These guys are smarter when it comes to code. I mean, they are some of the smartest people I've worked with. And so that's, that's okay, right? They're going to be really smart in their domain. And then we have our PR, you know, our crypto rabbit who she's amazing at what she does. And she's our PR girl and she always has the answers in, in terms of PR. And then we have our um, CFO who is absolutely amazing with numbers. He gets me projections of like two, like down to a science so organized and you know everyone has you know and then and then there's ray over there who's more of our product guy he's like the me that the he's like the fud hound in the safe moon so he's like you know for, he's like that for reflex and so i am these guys are all very very smart in their own way and it's like i respect that you know and, and you have to but this is what i've seen from a lot of newer like ceos and when you don't know how the process goes what happens is these CEOs get really micromanagey about things. Now, it's important to push the ball forward and keep that organization flowing and make sure there's a process and make sure you have a, you know, your, your uh, finger on the pulse on the roadmap. But what I've seen is when you don't know the process, people get really micromanagey and they think that something should take a day when it should, only, when it should actually take two days or three days. And you see them start to freak out and they start to like, you know, kind of hold on to this and this is not done and this is but if you know the process and you've done it many many times you're more relaxed and it's and people want to work with you they want to work for you they want to stay longer they want to they want to build their best code or build their best product and you know even today it was like and i'm not going to say what it was but i was talking to the team and we were texting and i said look i don't want to dictate from the top and there were some things that were on their minds and they wanted to express themselves a different way and the way I was, I was like, you know what, if this is, if this is meaningful to you guys and it's important to you guys, then let's do it that way. Because then you're going to get out your best productivity. You're going to get out a better camaraderie. You're going to, you're going to get a better ideas that you probably haven't heard before. Cause you don't know all the answers. You don't, you have to hire people that are smarter than you in other domains. That's great insight, man. I really appreciate the, and I think that gives us all like I I feel like tonight we've gotten a concept of, of what this entails much more in depth than we've had in previous times. Let's go to Sam. Sam, you got a question for Ryan? I uh, do. It's actually not really a question, but uh, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on, for being positive. Um, earlier today, there was some tweets. I was in there. Um, it was kind of salty in a way. But uh, I'm the one that said, hey, if I had a boner before all that, it's completely gone because it was a huge turnoff. But man, after listening to you tonight, you're very positive. This is the Ryan that we love and just wanted to say it's back. It's been two hours now and I got two more hours before I got to go to the hospital. So just all kidding aside, thank you for being positive, man. We love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's 
and I think there's probably a few comments that were made that were kind of directed at me in a negative light. And it's like, I, I shouldn't. And, you know, I've, I've told myself, just put away the Twitter, man, like stop trying to defend yourself. You don't need to. Um, and there's sometimes like those things just happen. And it's like, why would people say that? So I, I, I jump on to defend my good name, to defend my reputation myself. And then what that does sometimes is it, it's like a it's like two pigs rolling around in mud, right? Two pigs rolling around in mud, you know, wrestling, both pigs get dirty. And sometimes it's like, there's no point in it. I see people laughing, but it's like, you know, there's like, there's, there's no point in that sometimes. And sometimes you just got to You got to ignore it. And I'm, I'm learning that. And I'm not, you know, I'm a human being, right? I'm a human being. I'm not perfect. I have a sense of humor. I joke with Miles all the time. We do it publicly on Twitter. Um, you know, and I do it with Safeman uh, or, or the Hound Whisperer, you know, my, my boy. I, I freaking love him. You know, I, and I do that. And sometimes it, it hits off the wrong way or whatever. And people like take it as like something very serious. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I gotta I gotta watch it, you know, because but I don't know how to reiterate, and I always reiterate all the time. I'm really proud of of what I and the team that I built did there at Safe Moon. And, you know, there's I have nothing but respect for the team. I have nothing but good intentions and I have nothing but, you know, hoping that they they go to the next level. Are there things that maybe I disagree with? And sure, of course, you're gonna have that. I have things that I disagree with with my last startups doesn't 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 change anything um you know so you know i think people sometimes read in between the lines a little too much and they just they they kind of base like everything that i say like we well, said this one little thing but when they actually talk to me and they get the full context they're like oh i'm like yeah I'm, i might be i might need a little bit more work and polishing in that in that department but i'm definitely uh definitely trying <laughs> so it's not easy man and, and i deal with it too and yeah after about the fourth or fifth tweet, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to say something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I've tried to learn to do, and this is just me being very candid here, is keep it to like two sentences, right? Like a quick, like one, two sentences, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll give the response. But like the, the first couple, I kind of, eh, eh, and then about the fourth or fifth, and then my co-host will jump in too. Damn, I know you got some insight on that yeah it's uh it's a difficult thing you know when um for me um you know i uh i can walk away from it pretty easy when the attacks are are focused on me you know and for instance i i disagree with chris all the time we we disagree with each other constantly but the big thing that's a great that's awesome yeah yeah, we disagree. Oh, it's, it's it's awesome. That's great because you don't learn. You won't grow. Oh, absolutely. And the the challenge for me has always been not personalizing that. Um, I think that's that's something even in my career. You know, I had a, a COO that I've I've talked about him on the show before. Um, was a was an older guy. He was at the end of his career, and I was younger. And I would take that personally. And he would always say, stop personalizing this shit, man. This isn't personal. And it was, it was, it was, it was very difficult to actually do that. Um, but then I learned how to do it. 
and to not take criticism personally. My challenge is when someone that, like Chris, you know, when they when they come at him, they come at me. That's how I see it. Um, that's how I, I am with my friends. So that that's the biggest challenge for me is when, and I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure you have the same challenges. And you know, I'm I don't have the company, the crypto that I'm the face of that is me in your situation. So I, I think that it would be difficult when a project that I have put a lot of effort, a lot of time into, and that I basically love um, to to walk away from that. So that, that I can see how that would be very difficult when someone comes at your project that you're invested your time that you've invested your time in to not personalize that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like I don't have kids, right? But that was my baby, right? So it, it's like someone coming after your baby, you know, your kid, your child. Um, you know, and that's the best way I can put it. You know maybe not the same, maybe people who have kids are like, yeah, right. I have kids. Like you don't even know, but I'm saying for me, that was my baby. And that was what I was passionate about. That's what I dumped my heart into. And I know what we built there. I know what we worked on. Um, you know, and to kind of see the, the barrage of attacks and things of that sort. It's like, like you have no idea, like the things that we've gone through to, to get the products up to where they were. Um, you know, and if it's like, if you're so great, and you're so awesome at what you do, just ask these people, well, great, well, let me see a product you've launched. Let me see something, you know, you have you have these people who judge all the time, right? Oh, this, this, they're, they're the sideline, uh, you know, the they, they usually played in the right field, you know, if they played baseball, or they played left bench, you know, and they're, they're speaking from the sideline, like, oh, you know, uh, I would have done it like this, and they've never launched a product in their life, let alone in merging tech. And it's like, well, you call yourself a developer. Let me see one product you've developed in. I want to see it uh, on an anonymous account. Nobody knows who you are, and you're supposed to be a, a, this this awesome developer. But I, I can't see one product that you've developed. But yet you have every you know excuse under the sun as to as to why the ones that you built was the was was so bad. Yet we get you know almost three what three point nine four or was it five stars in the on the App Store? Okay, go go do that then. So these people, you know, you're going to have that everywhere. And I've dealt with it my whole life. And you just get that thick skin, baby. You're like, okay, bring it then. Like, we'll keep going or keep pushing. And that's all it is. It's thick skin at the end of the day. Because I guarantee you, these people always change their tune. And what's amazing to me is when you start delivering, you start pushing product, all of a sudden they start disappearing. And that's what you have to have. Now, you know... <laughs> What we're doing, obviously, at Reflex is different. What we're doing over what we did at SafeMoon, and people have, you know, had their concerns, like, you know, is the product similar? The program, and it's all different. Um, I'm just not that kind of person. Like, I, I, I think that there's enough space, enough innovation in this space that we can all kind of work together and 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 work in in partnership. So, um, but yeah, it's you know, everyone has a, everyone wants to be a, a a keyboard jockey, you know. But no one ever wants to put put anything out there and, uh, you know, actually have it be torn apart and rated and, you know, utilized. If you could think back for me for a second, Ryan, what would be if you had to give one day, what would be the best day that you had at SafeMoon and why? <laughs> it was um, 
it was the day that we launched the wallet. I stayed up. It was uh, four. It was a forty-eight hours. I had stayed up for two days straight. I was living in Thailand. Um, I hadn't slept for two days, and it was like we had. We were getting ready to launch, and I remember we were trending, and it just kept came coming in. Like we're trending in this, and we're trending in this. And I remember I stayed up past the forty. It was up for forty-eight hours. We launched at the forty-eight hour around the forty-eight hour mark, around two days. I'm not gonna say exactly, but around two days. And then I stayed up even longer because I was so obsessed with how people were putting all of the screenshots and everything on um, on Twitter and like saying, and I was just like, wow, I designed those. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's so amazing. Like, you can really make an impact and change the world if you actually try and if you're willing to face the music, you know, and we did. And even with the, everyone talks about the failed wallet launch and, and all this stuff, even with all of that behind us, we, we still pushed the product. We still kept our word and, you know, we fought through it all. And that was like the most amazing, I would say like ecstasy moment when you, when you're like, wow. And it was, I was up for, when we launched two days, I was up for longer and I wasn't even tired. I was so energized and I'm like, this is amazing. This is what I, it's like going to the Super Bowl. This is what you play for. Um, you know, and that, that will always, I, I will still remember showing my fiance at the time we talked about, it. I was showing her screenshots and showing her the tweets and she was just like, wow, this is crazy. It's like, yeah, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to in this world, anything. Yeah, man, definitely. And let me ask you this: after being up for forty-eight hours and then views, viewing all the positive responses, what what happens at that point? Does your body just give out for like ten hours? What was that like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I slept. <laughs> I slept for a while, and then we had all these bugs that came in. <laughs> so then it was like, Ryan, where are you? We have we have to, we have the bugs. We have to fix this. And then it was like, oh my gosh! And then the team was scrambling, and we're like. And then people are like, well, this doesn't work. And, but it's like, that's, that's the thing, right? You have to put it out there. You have to let it get kicked around. You have to let people tear it up. You have to let your ego get bruised. You got to be humbled by the process. And then you keep moving and you keep going. and You don't let it affect you. That's the, that's where it separates the men from the mice. And that's what we did. And now you have a, a five-star, you know, product on sitting on Apple sitting on you know android and you can proudly say look this is something we've achieved together as a team i think it's even bigger than that because not only do you have the swap on it but that's going to be the exchange as well right so yeah i mean we can't really get into things too deep but like you weren't just building a wallet you were building a wallet with many functions in the future too so correct correct yeah. Uh, let's go to Cold Deep. Go ahead, Cold Deep. Yes, sir. Uh, can you hear me better? Uh, it's kind of hard, but go ahead. Okay, now. Yeah, I switched off. Cold the drive mode activated. You know, uh, I remember those days, 28th of August. Looks like he cut out. He said he remembers those days. Me and my wife were out having dinner, and I remember those days. 28th of August. Uh, countdown begins. And uh, me and my wife, keeping aside the food, uh, we were on the cell phone, watching the launch. <laughs> and that was the scenario we, we both can never forget. And later on, 12 days later, we had the wallet. Thanks to you, Ryan. But uh, <laughs> the, the episode was amazing. Remember, I, I'll remember it till the last day of my life. <laughs> amazing.
it was it, it was it was the highlight i would say it's you know how do i say this like i'm so thankful and i tell this all the time i'm so thankful for the community for saving community and for the pro the the opportunity that i had because how many like entrepreneurs that become you know get their first of all get their you know uh, technology acquired get to work for the company watch it be built watch it be um you know built in the back end and then also launch products that are seen by millions of people you know typically that takes many many years and it was from zero to a hundred within months i mean i can't tell you like it's just the experience was one of the it's experience of a lifetime and many people, most people never get that experience. And it was, it, it will always live with me. And that's why I always say, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of, of what we've done there. And I'm bringing all of this experience and this know-how and, and everything to reflex too. And I'm going to give them, I'm, my goal is to give them the gift of that too. And, you know, that's, I'll, you'll never forget your roots though. You just don't, you don't forget your roots. Yeah, talk about trial by fire, man. I mean, I don't know of a harder circumstance because at the time, everybody was saying they're not going to create a wallet. It's not going to happen. And Ryan's like, we're going to get this done. And to get that done in a matter of months, I mean, I, I look back at that. And that was such a key point, you know, and, and I think yeah. people forget how intense that was because that was a big deal. And, and especially with iOS at the end, too. I know that was a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, yeah. iOS had issues. They they were just denying, you know, the build for almost practically no reason. Um, I remember calling the review the reviewer and she was like really nice, like, oh, okay, what's your case number? And then immediately when she looked at the case number, she's like, Well, um, I can't give you any information on that. I'm like, What? I'm like, what is going on? You know, I remember we we just battled and it was like, no, there we just have to get this out. We have to. People were upset. People were, you know, we want iOS. You know, it's not fair that Android has it. And, you know, there's just so much battle that goes on behind the scenes that I think people don't see that, you know, it really, like, you have to have that thick skin. You have to have that fighter mentality, um, you know, in, in this space. And I'm not saying for regular products. For regular products, when you're pushing out a, an app update and whatever, it's, you know, your investors are not, you know, calling you or, or defaming you on social media they're just like oh okay take your time and here it's a whole different ball game and you gotta have that tough skin so you know it's it's it was quite the experience though and, and the one thing that would kind of i remember the heart attack i had with the, the crash reports because you look at the crash reports you're like oh my gosh we got to get these done like and we just knock them out and those are the very first things we looked at look at the crash reports fix those get those done, push out an update, and we'll keep moving on the other stuff. Um, but a lot of fun. Let's go to Wojak. Go ahead, Wojak. Good evening, Chris. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's great to have you here, man. Thank you, brother. I just want to say um, good evening to everyone. Dam's son, El Patron, all the fantastic hosts. And a uh, special thank you to Ryan for taking the time to come on here and speak. Um, as a avid member of the space, I want to say how much everyone in here who knows the project appreciates everything you've done with integrity. You've always been a stand-up individual. We greatly appreciate you, sir. Thank you for contributing to SafeMoon, and congratulations on your new position, and um, we appreciate everything you've done. Uh, quick question, uh, at the risk of being terse here, and maybe being a little silly in my question, um, 
On a scale of 1 to 10, Ryan, how bullish are you for our future in SafeMoon? Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great evening. I'd say for the products that I've worked on, when they get released, I'm extremely bullish and I can't wait. I, I don't know even know which one I'm going to say that I'm most excited about. Um, cause, I mean, I, I've worked on and touched many of them, but I will say my personal favorite, I mean, and I'm obviously biased, is, is SafeMoon Connect. Um, that's my personal favorite. And, I'm ex and I cannot wait until that comes out because uh, the moment that comes out, I'm going to utilize it absolutely utilize it and i'll even find a way maybe i can work out some kind of partnership with us and, and save me if, if possible um with reflex but yeah extremely bullish once those come out i'm very very confident that you guys will absolutely love them thank you for I, answering i know you can't talk about connect but let me just in general terms uh in terms of the improvement that it will make in this space uh how do you feel about that um, I feel like it will make a, how, how do I say this? It's something that it, it will be a, a, it's not just a, so it won't be necessarily an improvement in this space. It'll be improvement in other spaces and niches. So mainstream adoptability basically. And that's, that's the important thing, obviously, right. Is to have products that can transfer over from the mainstream into crypto. And that's how you get this influx of new people and and new crypto curious coming in um, that eventually turn into crypto core. And that's what I'm most excited about. It's like a bridge. With the goal being mass adoption, right? I mean, in general. Correct. Terms. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Let's go to Armand. Go ahead, Armand. Hey, so Ryan, I know I, know I can't put words in your mouth, but I think that... Um, Everybody can take what you just said as a, or the question as a, a pretty big indicator as to uh, SafeMoon is doing way bigger things than just DeFi, just uh, a centralized exchange and all that kind of good stuff. It's literally doing what you had been preaching for months when you were with SafeMoon is literally connecting a lot of things that are going to be a very positive thing when it comes to crypto and all that kind of stuff. I, I know, I know you, you just said you can only say so much, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to take that as a positive of, uh, your answer to his question. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have worked on it for two years if I wasn't building something you know, that, that I felt like would make a huge impact. And I was, so I, I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my time on something that I didn't think that, that had legs that could fly and that could really make an impact. So, and, and, you know, it's obviously something I'm proud of. So it's, I know it's something that the, the internal team is proud of too. And I've said this on the program, cause I think not everybody understands it, but you were such a fan of SafeMoon and what they were doing that you wanted to bring this directly to SafeMoon, right? Correct. Yeah. So the whole like, you know, the whole um, class action thing or whatever. It's like they, I think they like they named me in it, and I'm like, what? They're like, oh, you know, something about me talking to SafeMoon and and SafeMoon paying me for marketing. I'm like, what? It's like I, I couldn't even get a hold of the team when I had the Fudhound video, like I couldn't even get a hold of them. I had to go on Twitter. I had to go on Twitter. 
I had to like say, hey, if you have this awesome product, how would you get a hold of, you know, Captain Hodel? Like I had to do that. That went big. Everybody was sharing that. And then that's when the team finally reached out to me. So it was like, even on its face, it's like, this is no merit at all. Um, it's just a, it's just a waste of time. Like, I'm like, what are they doing? So, you know, I was always a big fan before then. I've never even, you know, uh, I never even had any communication with them, but I was such a big fan of Safe Moon and doing my Fudhound videos because I believed in it so much that I built out, uh, that I had already built out this product. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm smaller. I was very real with myself. I let the ego go. And I said, you know what? I'm smaller. I don't have access to a huge community. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a, I mean, I have a YouTube channel that's doing well, but I'm kind of a, a still, I'm not very well known in the industry about what I can do. So I want this to fly. I want this to really be big. And I felt like the best possible outlet for that would be to partner up and, and to get acquired and to put it into a company that did have um, the ability to do that. And that's, that's how it started. And so that's when I finally got, you know, reached out to them. And I said, I would love this to be a safe product. Um, and the rest is history. So, you know, sometimes you have to quiet that ego, right? You know, it's like you have to reevaluate yourself and where you are in life. And there's, there's times you're ahead and there's times you're behind, right? And it's the same with everything in life. It's the same with your professional career. It's the same with your relationships. It's the same with jealousy is even the same way. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind, right? But at the end of the day, if you can manage your ego and you can manage those things and put things and put people in the right places to do the right things at the right time, um, you can make some pretty cool shit. And what was that process like? I, I know it had to take a long time for Safe Moon to say, okay, we see what you have and we want this. But I'm, I'm sure that didn't happen in a day. That probably took several weeks, I would think. It did. Yeah, it took several weeks. Yeah, it took a bit. Um, they wanted to make sure that it was all mine. They wanted to make sure that, you know, the legalities were there. They wanted to make sure that, uh, I had thought this through and, and that it was something that it wasn't just some code that I slopped together. Like, is this something that's authentic and customizable? Um, is it built the right way? You know, things of that sort. Um, and then after they went through everything, it was like, it was kind of a no brainer at that point. And, you know, when you have companies that acquire your stuff, you want to you wanna do it in such a way that you can show how the product can fit into their product lines or into their offerings. And that's the biggest reason why companies obviously acquire you. You know, it's like, if it doesn't fit within our product lines, there's no reason for us to have it. Or if there's not a need for us internally to have it, then there's no reason for us to buy it. Um, now, if they see that and they're like, okay, this is something that can make an impact, we see it, you're ahead of the curve, ahead of the game then of course, you know, gonna, there's going to be offers on the table. So, um, yeah, but it, other than that, it's, it's something I've, I've always told people is, you know, as long as you're eyeing the quality and as long as you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to go after it and you're trying to help people and you're, you're trying to make a positive impact, the universe has a weird way of, of putting the right people in front of you. Absolutely, man. That's a great way to look at it. Let's go to Jimmy. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, are you there? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, Ryan. I just want to say uh, thanks for everything. Um, 
really don't have much to say. I just wanted to say thanks for the uh, CoffeeZilla comment today. I thought that was amazing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, is if, uh, you know, you ever wanted to get a good video back on the old Fudhound uh, YouTube, you should make one on that guy. But uh, thanks a lot for coming on here tonight. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. That's funny. You'd probably have about a million views, man. <laughs> I don't know if you would do that now as a CEO, but that's a that's a pretty funny thought, man. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Uh, you know, I, you've been here a long time, man, and I don't want to take up all your time. Is there anything else you want to touch on with us tonight that we haven't covered? You know, I think you guys covered a lot. I think, um, you know, just in closing, before I leave, uh, you know, it's people's emotions can kind of run away with them sometimes and and it's it's easy to do that especially in the in the crypto space when you have you know you have assets on the line i'll say and you know at the end of the day you need to focus on the things that matter right what matters to you is it focusing on something negative someone said and you know using that as your your ammo to to get heated up about something and, and be upset about it and and ruin your day and ruin your future or ruin you know your next moves or sometimes maybe maybe it's just like okay let me step back and I've had to learn this too I learned this today I, I get sometimes I get active on Twitter and I'm like I just got to put my phone down and I'll put my phone down and I'm like it's just not worth it you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's no point in it and then you just go on your day and you know you you be productive. And so I think we're seeing a lot of that in the crypto space as a whole. Look at the whole market, right? The whole market's kind of taking this this dip right now. Um, and you're seeing it in the, in the S&Ps and you're seeing it everywhere. And so this is all cyclical, I believe. I believe a lot of this stuff is cyclical. Um, but at the end of the day, look at the team, you know? Are they making progress? Anything that you you put your hard-earned you know money into, are they making progress? Do they, do they, do you feel like they have your best interest at heart? Um, you know, do they communicate with you and, and, and reassure you and try to do the right things? And are they working on, you know, things that mean something to you? And at the end of the day, it's still a risk, but that's all you can do. You can't, there's certain things you can't control, right? You can't control when something is launched. You can't control, you know, who is hired, but all you, but what you can control is, Hey, I've checked, this checks all the boxes for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a, take a risk and that's it. And, you know, that's just what we do as humans, right? It's what I've done in startups when I started for the very first time. And, you know, my first startup, I lost a lot of money on my own money and the developer ran off with code, um, literally ran off with my, with my money that I sold for my first home. And that was a really hard lesson to learn, you know, but it's like, you don't stop, you keep going, you keep pushing forward and you find other ways to be hopeful and you find other ways to um, hopefully make a difference. And and so I'll just leave it with that. You know, there's fight everywhere. Like just there's just because I don't agree with something or just because maybe someone doesn't agree with something doesn't necessarily mean that it's always a bad thing. It could mean that, hey, there's some improvements in the debate. That's OK. And life goes on and we continue to uh, push forward. Hey Ryan, I want to thank you for coming on, man. You've always been a stand-up guy with us, uh, and, and I value uh, you know everything with you. 
And I just want to say this, if there's anything that you ever want to cover with Reflex and you want to come on here and, and give us updates and, and things that you're doing that you're excited about, you're welcome to come on here and, and we'll do it. Okay. I appreciate that. And I always try to be very respectful, you know, and it's like, you know, people can also see that as, and they'll say, oh, well, he's showing this. And, you know, and it's like, that's, that's not the goal. I think the goal is, um, you know, for me to always try to implant what I do know and try to instill that, that confidence everywhere I can, because at the end of the day, we're all, you know, all of us projects are entrepreneurs. We should have each other's backs. I mean, that's just, like I said earlier, we're all one team. It's just a different team. Um, you know, and, and I always wish the best for every project out there, uh, regardless of whatever personal differences I might have. We all have them. That's normal. That's life. That's part of being human. And that's what makes us great too, is that we're not all the same. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you, uh, for having me on, uh, love talking to everybody. Thank you so much for the questions. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, I miss you all so much. And, uh, you guys keep killing it because I know you will. You're still part of the army, man. And, you know, uh, you're in the ecosystem. So, you know, we're, we're welcome to talk anytime. I just want you to know that you have a home here. Okay. I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot. And we wish you well, man. And Thank just you. So, <laughs> and just so our audience knows too, I, I put a little bit of money into reflex today. I believe in what Ryan's doing. Uh, I, I believe in a lot of the projects that are on this ecosystem and uh, it just gets better and better each day. I, I'm really excited for what's ahead. Yeah, absolutely, man. Me too. And like I said, you know, I, I'm all skin in the game on this, so I'm not taking a salary there. It, I, this is do or die, baby. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll take care of you too, man. We'll make sure that we, we make good on this. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me on. Thank you, everybody. Love y'all. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, damn your comments, sir. Yeah. You know, um, it's been a great learning experience. I mean, I don't think you can, you can have a better opportunity to learn about what really goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, we've said time and time again that the, uh, the best product we have in SafeMoon is the community. But there's another product, and that's the leadership. And if anyone has had any doubts about whether or not we have the best and the brightest in the crypto in cryptocurrency, you know that should be put to bed. I mean, it was right there, front and center tonight. Um, I was super impressed with Ryan. Um, I can't say enough about that. I think it puts things in perspective because I think a lot of times we look at events and, and, and people react emotionally, right? But when you look at, I mean, with this wallet release, he was up for 48 hours straight, right? And he put in a lot of work and he cared about the, you know, he said it himself, look, this was my baby, right? So, we're, we're, you know, you're going to be emotional about stuff. It was his whole life. And I, I don't think everybody's really realized that. I think when you put the human element into this, it gives everybody a perspective of just how much he cares about Safe Moon. And he still holds all Safe Moon, too. So, you know, part of the reason we did this was we wanted people to know the truth and exactly where he stands, because there's a lot of false rumors out there. Uh, he, he's moved on to Reflex. He's the CEO. 
Uh, I think he'll be successful. I believe in what he does. I believe in who he is as a person. Uh, but And I also believe in the, the work he put in at Safeman. And uh, I think we're all better because of that. Uh, let me go to Timothy. Go ahead, Timothy. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? I'm through Bluetooth. I'm not sure if I'm going through or not. Yeah, we got you. Go ahead, brother. Okay, cool. How you guys doing? Uh, I just wanted to say, my God, you guys have had killer shows every night. This one set you guys on the map. That was awesome. Having Ryan on here, the only way I can describe that is, uh, I said this is going to sound like a weird, uh, I guess a weird analogy, but it's like that that good friend that like you, you lost contact with, that you kind of saw a couple things here and there, like maybe he's posting some things on Facebook and you're like, all right, I don't know, uh, I don't know really what he's up to. I'm not sure how to take those posts. I'm talking about his Twitter post because once he's gone from Safe Moon, you still see the Twitter posts and he's talking about Safe Moon, but you're really not sure how to take it. And then he comes on here and it's just like reinstates every bit of confidence in this project, in him, because I mean, I loved him before he left Safe Moon, but you just didn't know what to think about it. And like you just said a couple minutes ago, you guys wanted to bring him on here to to show that he's still all about what he what he used to do and my god man that was refreshing and it just uh it just gave me every bit of confidence back in this in this i mean i never lost confidence in the project but this just reinstated every bit of confidence in the project and and in in ryan and like uh to see his posts on twitter now now going forward man that, that's it's good to see it's good to hear from him that what a genuine guy and uh I just want to say, you guys, this this show, you guys killed it tonight. This, this is going to set you on the map. This is amazing going forward. And uh, good talk to you guys, and uh, I'll be listening next time. I appreciate it, brother. It means a lot to us. We work hard at the show. We, we do it for the people. That's why we do this. And, and let me just give you an analogy, guys. Everybody has different roles in life, right? And people are better at certain things. I think what Ryan touched on tonight was that he likes to get on the ground on the startup, right? Safemoon was at a pivotal point where they had to deliver a wallet, and Ryan was the right hire for that. He was the guy to get involved right at the beginning of things. If you want to look at history, this is my analogy. Take a guy like Winston Churchill, right, Which who was the prime minister of Great Britain dur- during World War II, okay? He was a great wartime president. That's what Winston Churchill was. Once the war was over, he didn't fit as the prime minister, right? So everybody has different roles. Some guys are more of the startup type that get things off the ground, and some are the more, you know, of the longevity type. They go longer and and work in development. But a lot of times in tech, you're going to have guys that come out at the beginning, and then they're going to move on to other things. And I think that's really what the case was here. And that's what it's complex, and I know that it's a lot to unpack. But what I think you have is a guy that was exactly the right hire at the right time. He provided exactly what we needed. He got that wallet done in three months. All right. And then when it came, you know, to other things, his fit was better in another role. And that's what ended up happening. But I think we all need to be grateful and appreciative of the time he put in and everything he contributed to the community and to Safeman as a company. Uh, Let's go to Ryan S. Go ahead, Ryan S. Chris, how you doing this this great night? I'm great, man. How about you? I'm doing good. I just wanted to say, um, love the Safe Moon Army, love everything. And I've seen Ryan come in. I've been a holder since May of last year. 
I've seen Ryan come in and when he was the FUD hound and all the work that he's put in, all, the whole process and him coming in and out, he's just a stand-up guy. I just wanted to come up here and say I really appreciate how he came up here and gave us everything we really needed as a Safe Moon Army. I mean, I'm in college and, man, Safe Moon is, man, everything to me, really. So great, great to hear from another intelligent person that has left Safe Moon that he still, he still loves Safe Moon. He's still part of the Army. So that's all I got to say. Love you guys. Great. Have a, have a great night. Great show. Thank you. And I agree. And, you know, we didn't look when Ryan left. I, I talked to Ryan a lot and I didn't want to bring him on here right after he left. I didn't think it was fair to Ryan. I didn't think it was the right thing for the community. I wanted to get I wanted to give Ryan time to take on his new role and, and you know, reflect on everything, you know, because I think Ryan's a great guy. I think everybody saw that tonight. Right. That's evident. And I'll tell you how good of a guy he is. When he was taking his new position, it hadn't been announced yet. He was on the plane having a conversation with me. All right. That's the kind of guy he is. He goes, hey, look, my plane's about to take off. <laughs> you know, and I didn't even know. But we were having a, a pretty good conversation about everything. And, you know, just giving him encouragement. Like, hey, man, we know you're a good guy. You're going to be successful. And I think that's that, that's the way we should take this, you know. He, he did a lot for us. And uh, I'm thankful for it. Let's go to Armand, and then we'll go to Cole Deep. Go ahead, Armand. No, kind of reiterate what you were just saying uh, about Ryan. And, um, you know, uh, the text that came out today, or the tweets, excuse me, the tweets that came out today and stuff, it's kind of uh, immediately like, what, you know, what in the heck is a CEO saying this and that and whatever? I'm so glad he came on today because, A, I've, I've always loved him. He's, he's the damn FUD hound. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, but for him to reiterate how bullish he is on Safe Moon, you know, to me, for the folks that might be down below, uh, you know, listening to the show and all this kind of stuff, you've literally got a guy that doesn't work there anymore that is saying, no, the, the, the greatest things are still to come with this company after all this, you know, Twitter FUD going on and all this kind of stuff. I, I, it was just a great, great show, Chris. Uh, damn son, Patron. I, I don't think you guys even understand um, how good this was to reiterate uh, what Safe Moon means to the community uh, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, man, just so great. Uh, and I'm so glad he cleared the air with a lot of um, any of that thing where it, it, anybody was taking it as FUD and all that kind of stuff. Nah, this dude's still holding. This still this dude's still invested. Uh, he still believes in it. There's a reason why Reflex is on the swap. Uh, it's a, it's a great thing. What I found really interesting is you asked Ryan what was his best day, and he said the release of the wallet. But then Ryan also said that he's most proud of the products that haven't been released yet. So to me, that tells you that we have a great future and great things ahead, and we are in the products delivery stage. I just want to emphasize that. 
So I I feel like you said. I think all of us tonight can feel really good about everything. Uh, it's just confirmation that we have a great team. Uh, we have great things on the way, and uh, you know I'm rooting like hell for Ryan, man, because it's not an easy thing to leave a company and come on here and just you know take on questions for a couple of hours. And he just handled it with class. I, I think it really shows you the person he is. And that, that was on display tonight. Uh, Cole Deep, go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, uh, it happens uh, that we work on some things. We give all night. And in the morning when you reach at the office, it, it gets trapped. It happens all the time. So, you know, my question uh, to Ryan was, uh, actually, the question to myself all the time uh, that we we had a guy who was a CTO and he was promoted to CBO. Can you imagine? And my trust in John grows every day just because uh, he's looking for improvisation and uh, all the things hundred percent into the program, not not you know pieces piece wise. Like he was developing a blockchain, but it had so many errors in it. So many uh, loopholes. Like I was mentioning to Ryan, I just wanted to know some things that we are coming up with blockchain with certain elements in it, X, Y, Z. Uh, so I was just trying to get something out of him that why was that CBO taken out of the picture? He was completely into the development of blockchain, which was kind of um, old-fashioned, old-fashioned blockchain. If you are purchasing a car, you want all the things, all the be beautiful features in it, like Mercedes Maybach. You, you are kind of purchasing, right? And old-fashioned car has nothing, not even Bluetooth, internet, let alone be the internet facility in that. But it's a car after all. So I think John John wanted the beautiful piece of blockchain, not just the regular one, in which I have some examples. Certain blockchains are about to die. They are about to die just because these factors uh, doesn't get involved in that blockchain, which I was mentioning over there. So, my faith in John grows every day and uh, even everyone in the room, I want to pass on this message that he is doing really well and he don't want to compromise on any little thing over there. He want uh, the best for us. Uh, this is it. This is he what does. I see. He does. he does and he's willing to take the time and take the negative feedback and take the pressure to release something that is, you know, a great standard, the safe moon standard, right? And you, you heard Ryan. I mean, I touched on it with him about being a perfectionist. He, he brought up the point. If you release something and it, and it doesn't work, people are never going to let that go. Uh, it's going to be constantly brought up and it destroys things. And so Ryan was very careful with that. And then you got the challenge of beta testing with something that has to immediately have hundreds of thousands of people using it, right? But then developing it in such a fast amount of time, it just gives you some insight into what they've had to deal with. They're not going to talk about it publicly. It's just good to get some true insight into what that is. It's a dynamic that you're just not going to see. And again, that goes back to what we've said all along on the show. This is a true tech company, all right? And there's an opportunity here that we've never had in life. I've always felt that. I've always felt that, you know, hey, we might have some delays. We might not have things go according to plan. 
but there's an opportunity here that we haven't had. And so it just requires some patience. It requires some understanding. It requires the ability to look at things and, and to listen to people and to hear them out, right? And really analyze and understand things instead of just reacting. It, it's taught me that in life. Not to say that I didn't have patience before this, but it's helped me de- de- develop a greater patience and understanding for, for what this is, right? And so I think we had the perspective tonight that we needed all right. I do think we have things on the way. I do think we're in the products delivery stage. I think John is very bullish on what's coming. I, I sense an air of confidence uh, in what's coming, and I know that we're on the way. I, I'm not going to get into dates and when I think things are going to happen, but I believe this team is going to do everything they can to get this, this stuff out on time. I do think that they want to get they want to get this exchange in quarter two. Now, quarter two could be to the end of June, right? If we don't have it at the end of quarter two, I think we'll have it in quarter three. But I think it's a lot sooner than most people realize. Uh, Dan, do you want to touch on that? I do think we uh, have some some great things on the horizon. Um, it was this has been a great show. Um, it was a great opportunity, and you don't you don't get these opportunities very often to have someone that has firsthand experience to be able to see, you know, or hear the, uh, the people and, uh, the mindset and the challenges that they face, um, in our investment, you don't get to, you just don't get this opportunity very often, especially on a personal platform such as this. So I think everyone should have uh, renewed conviction in in our investment. Um, he said a lot of very positive things. Um, he alluded to um, the projects that are coming, um, what scale they are going to be. Um, he's still holding. Um, so it, it was very positive. It was a great show. Um, I loved it. And I'll say this too, when we go off, and we will go off at some point, when this thing starts going up, one of the guys I'm going to be as ha- the most happy for is going to be Ryan. Because Ryan put in that hard work with this team and took a job where he, you know, like he said, he's a CEO with no salary. He, you know, and just so you guys know, when he, when he comes into Reflex, you know, there's tokens that he's paid in, but those are locked for a certain number of years, right? So, I mean, he, he got acquired by Safeman with Connect. We all know that. That's no secret. But he's putting his faith in Reflex and putting the hard work in it again to earn a future salary, right? I would love to see while this is going on for Safeman to start going off and for Ryan to be rewarded for, you know, the time he put in and, and the sleepless nights. I just think that'd be a great story, you know. Uh, it'd be a great story for all of us because all of us have sacrificed a lot, but I also think it'd be great for Ryan as well. I believe it would be j- just the the right scenario, you know. Uh, Chant, go ahead, Chant. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it was a great, I mean, it was a great show. Love Everybody loves Ryan. But he made a comment that really stuck out to me, and it was when he said that, what should John do about all the FUD that's going on? And it hit me and it was like, it doesn't ever seem like John is 
you know, proactive, like Ryan was suggesting that he should be about combating some of the FUD. Now, it's not a knock on him. That's just his style. But, I mean, it seems like we always kind of have to, you know, poke him, poke him, poke him before he before he comes out. And I just think it would be so much more beneficial to the community as a whole if he would just be a little bit more proactive, you know, and and coming out and saying stuff. Yeah, you know, I can't disagree. So I, I'm going to go I'm going to give you a deeper context here. I think John Caroni and Ryan Ariaga are two totally different personalities. I think Ryan is the guy that wears his emotions on his sleeves. He is very intense and competitive. Uh, and I think you're always going to know exactly what Ryan's thinking in that moment, right? Take John Caroni, and I think he's a guy more like my father, right? My father was a general counsel CFO for 32 years before he retired. Very introverted. Don't always know what he's thinking. Uh, can hold secrets and information and never speak about it. And you d- just don't even know. I mean, there's times I can't even get a read on my own father. Uh, but, you know, good relationship. I mean, always great father-son relationship, but in a business context, extremely hard to read. Uh, Don't know what's going on all the time. Not vocal about things. You know, you'll hear things years later, right? But not right in that moment. Uh, That's a deep thinker. That's that's the type of personality he is. That's what I think you have in John Caroni. Now, there are advantages to that. That means that he doesn't say too much in a moment. He doesn't reveal things when you're a tech company. This has helped SafeMoon in a lot of ways. So I want to be very clear about that. But I do also think it comes to a point where you kind of got to address some of this. Now, Ryan will go in a space and hold an AMA, and he'll address it that way, right? I think with John, you know, the the way to m- maybe address some of this would be to have, you know, we don't have Safe Moon Sundays now, but to have a Safe Moon event that's, you know, pre-recorded where, where it's him talking to uh, the Safe Moon community. Maybe that's the avenue he goes. I'm just throwing ideas out there, but I think he's going to have to address some of this beyond a tweet or a message in Discord. I think the community is going to want to hear from John. I don't think the community has lost any confidence or or that that, that's taking away anything from John. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you see where I'm coming from. I think the community believes in John. They just want to hear him speak and address us, right? Just like if you had an event uh, in the U.S. or a, a country, you'd want to hear from your president, right? And it doesn't have to be long. Maybe it's 15, 20 minutes, but it's, it's prepared. It's, it's, it's polished and it's, Hey, these are my thoughts at the moment. Uh, I know that we've dealt with a lot. This is where I stand. And, and this is what's, you know, this is what we have going forward. And uh, I think you're right. I think there is a, a point to that. I don't think he would do it in a, in a space. I think he would do it in a prepared AMA or like, a, you know, what we used to call Safe Win Sunday. How do you feel about that, Chop? But, and, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I don't recall ever seeing John just randomly pop into a space, but it goes way back to maybe, you know, May, June of last year. That was like some of the last times that I saw him in space, you know, and you just, just come, come around, you know. Um, 
but yeah, I think that I think that he needs to be a little bit more proactive. He needs to make the random appearances in the spaces. I mean, these you know the main spaces, the ones like this, the ones like the water cooler, you know, something like that where you know he can he can be candid with us. He can hold stuff back. He's going to have to hold stuff back. Ryan held stuff back, but he came. He showed up. That's that's the point. And again, it's not to knock John. I mean, he's a great CEO. He's a visionary. But he just he needs to be present and he needs to be present in real time, not in a canned recorded response. You know, that's valuable feedback. And I think that's one thing on the show. I think we can talk openly about these things, right? Like we should be able to talk openly about these things and not have arguments or disagreements I think it would serve him well. I do agree with that. Will we get that? I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't know on something like that. I think it comes down to who he's speaking to, too, right? Like, if John comes on here, we're going to be respectful. We're not going to ask him anything. That's out of line, right? I guess that would be what would prohibit that. If you look back at the Grit Daily event, there was a question he got from one of the uh, speakers and they asked about the lawsuit, and I don't think he wanted to have that kind of question, right? So I think that might be part of what's in play. What do you think about that? You know, when when you're the main guy, you have to you have to answer the hard questions. You know, you shouldn't run from them. You know, be be forthright. Come at it. Say, you know what? I can't talk too much about it. This is what's going on. This, you know, I have legal advisors that are telling me not to speak on certain things, but this is the, this is the gist of it. And then you've answered the question, you know, you've satisfied the majority of people and you move on to the next thing, talking about the Gambia, talking about, you know, um, you know, all the windmills, talking about this other projects that are going on within the company. You know, it's, you know, 90 percent of it is showing up. And I think that when you go, you know kind of you know mia for a while you know you you know we don't have safe moon sundays anymore you know that was the one avenue that we really had but now we just don't really have anything we have captain's log but i mean that's that's canned that's that's pre-done we need real time i think it's a valid point i do think that we addressed communication on the show in the past and i think that was one of his avenues and i think the captain's log was effective at some communication, but I think you do have a valid point. Speaking live is a little bit different. Let's go to Jarhu. We're going to go about 10 more minutes and wrap it up. Go ahead, Jarhu. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in on the, on my thoughts on John. You know, I've, I've had a 15-year career in sales and analyzing body language. And um, even from the earliest AMAs, I, I just think he, he's not he's not comfortable speaking, uh, you know, in front of an audience. He, he's kind of like introverted. I mean, if you watch those early AMAs, he would, you know, he'd sit there and he'd uh, he'd say what he had to say, and then he would follow it up with "so," you know, and then he'd say something else and go "so," and it's always kind of driven, you know, that drove me nuts uh, because it was like he wanted to get on to the next question or what have you. But I just think he's uncomfortable um, in public speaking roles. I just think he's uh, an introvert. Yeah, there's there's probably some truth to that. Let's go to uh, Crypto G. Go ahead, G. Um, I, I wanted to just uh, stress the fact that, remember, he doesn't have to really answer to any of us, but 
you know, the, the uh, gentleman who was just up who spoke a minute ago about saying it would be nice for him to come up and, and just talk once in a while. I, that's why I keep saying, wouldn't it, it would be, I think it would be almost beneficial for him to do like a quarterly, um, you know, just meet and greet, come in 10, you know, whatever, half an hour, 45 minutes with, uh, you know, safe, safe moon after dark or, uh, you know, for a night, night show. And then during a day show, maybe, you know, with one of the other, uh, you know, uh, Twitter spaces where they, where they, um, do the same thing and get to maybe do, you know, just questions and answers from the, uh, hosts and co-hosts. I think it would be beneficial and it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, again, he may be an introvert and if he, if that's the case, you know, in time he'll, he'll be able to, uh, publicly speak in a public form with confidence and, and, and reassurance of his, you know, his, uh, his presence in SafeMoon as the CEO. So I just wanted to bring that up. You know, it takes time for somebody to be able to effectively speak to hundreds of people. It's very scary. I've been up on stages with, um, uh, car dealerships and, and finance directors, uh, and other, you know, bigger companies where I had to actually have meetings and I got scared you know, and it's, but you, you get over that within usually a couple minutes. Uh, if you're, if you're decent with speaking with people, uh, and you have a, you, you have a, a, a written report out in how you're going to present your, uh, your, your document or your, your, whatever your data to your, your, the people you're speaking with. So I just wanted to bring that up. You know, if he is an introvert, you know, you got to give him time to be able to, you know, have the confidence to be able to speak to large crowds of people. And it is, it is intimidating. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up, you know, but I, I just understand that whole realm of speaking to large public people, you know, uh, in a public environment is different than on a Twitter space, you know. So uh, and I think it's a little more comfortable in Twitter spaces because you don't have to show your face. You can just speak. And uh, like you said, uh, Chris, just uh, you could speak without having anger and negativity and all that. And you can actually be positive in, in, in the production of what you're speaking about. So I just wanted to bring that up. So thank you very much for bringing me up again. Thank you. You guys have a good night. Sure. And, and look, I'll say this because I know people that have met him at events and he's a very engaging guy and he is a great, genuine person. I can tell you that for sure. People I trust and I don't trust many people have met with John and it's been a great experience. Okay. In fact, they had more confidence in safe after meeting John. So I think he's good in small groups. I think when you put him in front of big groups, I think it's just something he's adapted to. He's only 26. All right. And we've had presidents in the United States who are not, not people that wanted to speak. They were great leaders. You know, if you, if you want to look back in history, you can look at Thomas Jefferson. Uh, you can look at, you know, some other leaders that we've had. Being a leader doesn't mean that you're extroverted and you're somebody that loves to public speak. I just think with John, uh, it's just something he's developing over time, right? So I want to be fair about it. Let's go to Rich and then we'll go to Armand. Go ahead, Rich. I think John is um, he's in between. You got to think of his upbringing, guys, as well. That's one thing to take into consideration. So, you know, he's in an environment at a young age where he's probably like sworn to, you know, privy information, secrecy, so on and so forth. Um, he knows how to be playing his cards, know what to say, know what not to say, but also take into consideration this guy's, he's been in environments where he's trusted employees in the past 
and they've thrown him under the bus. All right. So because of that, you're going to be a little bit um, cautious, if you will, as to who you're going to be communicating with. So he likes controlled environments. That's one thing I can tell. I'm in sales marketing as well, and you can tell that he chooses to be in certain environments where he has more control, which is kind of smart. At the same time, there's certain points in times where you need to be coming out. And like coming to spaces like this, it would be okay. Um, definitely not interacting with Napoleon. Um, absolutely not. Definitely not on his grounds. Uh, if you guys have read the book, which is called, hold on a second. Sorry, my phone's cut out there. If you guys have read the book, which is called 50, The, the Law of 50, which is by 50 Cent, as well as, um, what's it called? Green, Robert Green. They give, a, they give an example of a boxer, like Mike Tyson, sort of boxer in the book and then they talk about like up and coming boxers the up and coming boxers will always try to intimidate the main boxer the big guy the big star what happens is if you're entertaining the small individuals you're bringing them into light he's smart by not bringing um napoleon let's just call him into the light you just gotta you just gotta know your strengths know your weaknesses so Ryan has, yeah, more of an extrovert sort of personality. John's more of an introvert personality at this point in time. So everyone has their own individual personalities. There, there will be a point in time where he will come out, and uh, I'm pretty sure he has uh, the proper guidance. Let's respect it. That's it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's just that it's something that's going to evolve over time. Armand, go ahead. Yeah, we're just going to kind of bring up the same point that Ridge just brought up. Uh, um, you know, you've got a Ryan who's kind of like a uh, Elon Musk who who is not worried about being around people, not worried about talking about things to certain you know, certain groups of people and stuff like that. You've got a Jeff Bezos uh, who, you know, I, I couldn't tell you when the last time I heard a speech from him ever, uh, you know, and they're both successful in their own right. And uh, to John's point, yeah, of course, I would love to hear John Crony come up in uh, your space and or or any space and and say words of wisdom to all of us in the army and all that kind of good stuff. But he's also been burnt in the past uh, from all of us old school holders who were there with the wind Lambo and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think he ever wants to portray that again. I don't think that's the, that's what he likes to uh, be around. And I don't, I don't hate that. You know, uh, to me, silence is uh, somewhat of, you know, uh, he's working. Right. And so if he's out here all the time talking um, maybe he's not working and maybe that's his thought process behind that of silence is more and, uh, putting out things that need to be put out when they need to be put out and when they're good to put out or, uh, the best way to go about it. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line is this. The guy's got integrity and character, and that's what that's what this is about, right? So, like, I, I see both points of view, right? And I'm not taking a side here either way. I see the point of view that wants to see him speak publicly. I see the point of view that says, no, we don't need that. And I'm in the middle here. Right? I'm not always in the middle on things, but I'm definitely in the middle here. I, I think character and integrity-wise is the number one thing that we need in a leader, right? The number one trait. If the leader has character and integrity, then I think we're in good hands. Because then he's looking at this situation is I have a lot of people that I'm responsible for that are counting on me. I think that's business one-on-one. Uh, and we have that in John Crowley. So I think the other things are just things we could look at, talk about openly, and uh, let him decide what's best. He's just been hit with a lot in the last few weeks. Uh, and I think that the Army wants wants to see you know, strength in John. That's all. And I, I think he is strong. Whether he speaks publicly or not, I think he's in a position of strength. I just think that there's a certain part of the Army that's going to want to see him do something publicly. And we'll see how it all plays out. Bottom line is this. We had a great show tonight. Ryan came on here and gave us two hours of his time, which I think was beneficial for everybody. I think he gave us some insight. I think he gave us some great, uh, you know, idea of what the future is here. And uh, I think we have a lot of great things coming. And that is what's most important, is where we are right now and what we have coming. Because let's face it, when products start to deliver, a lot of this is going to go away. The negativity always goes away when products are delivered. And Ryan made that point tonight. And we, t- we touched on some of the things in the past that we've dealt with as a community. So this is just a cycle that's going to repeat itself. You're going to have people with the loudest voices in the room saying what they want to say about SafeMoon as a, as a community, as an investment. And then when products are delivered, it puts all of that to rest. So I expect more of that to happen here in 2022. And I think it will begin with the next product that's released. You know, Mandala, I think, is going to be the newest thing that we're having coming. And then I think we'll get into Connect. We'll get into this exchange. This is all going to play out in 2022. And as Ryan said tonight, these voices go silent when that happens. They just disappear. So we'll all look forward to that moment. Get some rest tonight, guys. Thank you for coming on. We, we love having you as an audience. I believe we delivered a really good show tonight. And uh, it means a lot to have you guys here. That's the last thing I want to touch on because we've stuck together on this journey and we've worked our asses off together. And that does not come easy. It takes character. It takes consistency every week to come on here and work together and believe in what we're doing. And you're only doing that when you really believe in something. And we all do. So thank you again. I can't thank you enough for your help and your participation. Have a great evening. Thank you.